creation of man. In Bereshit, that is Genesis chapter 1, the Torah says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, like us. This extraordinary sentence is the beginning of our history. The sages pointed out that the way man is created differs from the way all the other elements of creation came into being. First of all, there's the rather plural statement, let us make man. And secondly, the word of creation also mentions doing in this case, whereas for the other elements of creation, there's first of all a pronouncement, let there be, and then there is the actualization of the creation, and there was. In the Midrash Rabbah, Rabbi Simon seems to associate this plurality to the angels. He says the angels are made up of different groups, which were divided on the question on whether the creation of man should go ahead. The angel of Chesed, that's loving kindness, said God should create man because he'll do acts of loving kindness. Whereas the angel of truth said man should not be created because he's full of falsehood. The angel of Tzedek, righteousness, said man should be created because he will do acts of charity. But the angel of Shalom, peace, said man should not be created because he's all argument. This Midrash is written in a characteristically metaphorical way. It does not mean literally that God consulted the angels on whether or not to create man. But as Rabbi Ashlag in his introduction to the Panimit Yorot Must Be What teaches, the angels that Rabbi Simon brings in his Midrash represent the conflicting qualities that man is composed of. Rabbi Simon wanted to point out that man's creation has a plurality about it. The other creatures are created with a rather singular nature already formed, but man's nature is complex and contradictory. He has the propensity for good and loving kindness, but he also has within himself falsehood and contentiousness. Unlike the other aspects of creation, a human being doesn't seem to have a particularly fixed nature. He can be one thing in his youth, and another in his maturity, and even another in his old age. The Zohar brings these conflicting qualities of man out in a rather different way. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the composer of the Zohar, describes 14 root mitzvot, which he derives from the first chapter of Bereshit. The mitzvah of giving charity he derives from the creation of man. This is what the Zohar says. The ninth mitzvah is to be gracious to the poor and give them their sustenance. As it is written, let us make man in our image, like us. Let us make is plural, because it includes both male and female. Betzalmenu, in our image, refers to the rich. Kidmutenu, like us, refers to the poor. The rich refers to the male, which represents the quality of giving. The poor refers to the female, which represents the quality of receiving. They are joined together and have mercy on each other, giving to each other and dealing kindly with each other. And so a man has to be below, the rich and the poor in one connection, so they give to each other and deal kindly with each other. Now by Ashlag, in his Perusha Sulam, commentating on this piece of Zohar writes, This is very deep. 
the creation of man is different from all the rest of the creation. For all the other elements of creation, we find the word of creation first, followed by its actualization. For example, and God said, let there be light, and that's followed by, and there was light. Or, God said, let there be a firmament, and that's followed by, and God made the firmament, and so forth. Nowhere do we find the actualization of the creation actually mentioned in the pronouncement of creation as we find in the creation of man. In all the other words of creation we find first the potential and then the actual. Only in the word let us make man do we find both elements of potential and actualization together. The reason is as follows. Everything that you find in the work of creation is a matter of differentiation and clarification. For example, and God differentiated between the light and the darkness. Likewise, he differentiated between the upper water and the lower water, also between the water and the dry land. This is so regarding the earth bringing forth herbs. The issue of each according to his own kind is a differentiation. One can say the same regarding the governance of the day and the governance of the night. Equally, regarding the emergence of the animals from the water and from the land, such that all these distinctions teach the clarification of the holy from the shells or the good from the evil. All that is thus clarified becomes an aspect of existing reality as is fitting to the Creator in holiness. This is the inner meaning of the saying of the sages that the entire work of creation is included in the declaration of the first day, let there be light. For within that declaration is included the whole differentiation between the light and the darkness, when the holiness is called light and the klipot, the shells, are called dark. Despite this clarification between the light and the dark, with which all the created beings of the creation are separated out, the tikkun is still left incomplete. The entire aspect of evil or dark appears as something for which there is no use. And this is not at all fitting for his perfection. May the one be blessed. The tikkun of creation will only be complete in accordance with the inner meaning of the phrase Even darkness will not cause dark to come from you and the night will give light as day. The darkness will shine as much as the light. From the Psalms. In order to correct this darkness, the human being was created. The human, who includes everything, from the uttermost evil to the ultimate good. Through his hand, the tikkun will be finished, to the required perfection. That is, the evil will transform into good, the bitterness into sweet. The darkness will shine like the light. Death will be swallowed up forever, and the Lord will be king over all the earth. This magnificent passage from the Perusha Sulam tells us two things. That unlike the other elements of creation, which embody either good or evil, man embodies both. Secondly, Unlike the other aspects of creation, which come forth in their complete potential already actualized, man is a work in progress. His nature is complex. 
It's made up of contradictory elements. And his work reflects the way he was created. Let us make his ongoing process. It's an ongoing process of the correction of evil and its transformation into good. And since a person cannot correct something unless he has it within himself, of necessity we are all created with a combination of both good and evil within us. Rabbi Ashlag, in his Perusha Sulam, continues, Thus the Svirot, Bina and Malchut of the world of Atzilut came together in a partnership in the creation of man. The Malchut of Atzilut includes everything in the inner meaning of the scripture and his kingdom rules over all, from Psalm 103. For the Malchut also sustains and gives existence to the forces of evil, without which the evil would have no power to be in existence. This is the inner meaning of the phrase, her feet descend to death, in Proverbs. For the Klipot, which are the lights that sustain the evil, receive from the Malchut just enough light to sustain the darkness and the evil. And this is the inner meaning of let us make man in our image, Betzalmeinu, like us, Kidmutenu. The light within us is called the Tselem. The darkness within us is called Dumut. Such that man will be created from both of these forces, Tselem and Dumut, so that man is composed of both good and evil, and he has within him the qualities of being both a giver and a receiver, of being both rich and poor, and being both male and female. He is both soul and ego. This is the uniqueness of man. It is because he has within himself both aspects of good and evil that ultimately all the tikkun of creation will be completed by the human being. It is only through man that the darkness will be transformed to light. And then the malchut, the rectified vessel of receiving, the Shekhinah, will emanate in her holiness over all the will to receive, and the Lord will be one, and his name will be one, for the darkness in the Malchut will then have been transformed into complete light. This audio recording is brought to you from Nahora School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Hudelev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Nahora School online. Details at www.nahoraschool.com or www.nahorapress.com.